Hello and welcome to SOS with Sonia Rasula. I am your host, you guessed it, Sonia Rasula. First, I just want to say welcome to the new year and welcome to 2020. Today's episode is all about the future. So I want you to think about this year and this fantastic new decade that is before us. This is a bonus episode, and I'm really lucky to be talking with a friend of mine who you may or may not know, but has universal power. Today's guest is Jessica Lignato, who is a triple Capricorn and an all-around nice lady and a very, very good friend of mine. (laughs) She just released her very first book, Astrology for Real Relationships, and is the host of the weekly astrology show, Ghost of a Podcast. She is internationally respected. She's an astrologer and psychic medium who has been working with clients across the globe since 1995. That is legit, people. But most of all, I love Jessica because, well, she's just like me. She keeps it pretty straightforward, easy, fun, and she's always on point. I wanted to record this special episode with her to really get us all in the right mindset, not just for 2020, but really for the full decade that is in front of us. Instead of reacting to things, I want all of us, including myself, to be much more proactive. So figuring out what we want in life, what we want to do with our businesses, where we want to go, because time is something that we don't have a lot of. And so I think this is it, y'all. 2020, let's get it. Let's get it. Get it. Get it. Oh my God. I wish you guys could see us right now. Um, I think we're a pretty cute couple. Uh, The cutest. (laughs) Also, we are in the cutest room because we're in the bride's room. We are. We are sitting in a pink, Uh, very pink room. Delicious. And you are wearing the hottest pink turtleneck sweater. That is weird. And you are also wearing pink mauve pants. Yeah. And there is a neon pink hello gorgeous on the wall and it's creating this gorgeous pink shine on your hair i know that you can't see us but i bet you wish you could Uh, okay so what is this episode all about you ask well it is about looking to the future so i wanted to record this episode for a couple different reasons one I can't believe I'm friends with Jessica and the resource that she is. So I was like, oh my God, we have to do this. But two, because it didn't hit me until basically the very, very last day of 2019 that it wasn't just a new year, but it was a new decade. And I started to realize and look back on the last decade of my life and my business And it was happenstance. It wasn't planned. And so I thought, I really want to do an SOS episode to help inspire all of you and help you really focus and put intention out into the world instead of kind of going where life takes you. And there's nothing wrong with going where life takes you, obviously. Everything happens for a reason, and I think I'm good with whatever happens. However... This decade, 2020, the 20s, I am going to think a little bit more about what I actually want to do, what I want to achieve, who I want around me, um, and what impact I have on the world. So I thought I would talk about some of the 
some of the trends that I personally think are going to be important to all of you listening, all of the small business owners out there. Um, I think it's important to understand the world and the culture. And then I'm going to ask Jessica a few questions. So first, I'm just going to get into some of my thoughts. These are not predictions. They're not trends. They're just my personal thoughts with everything that I see and everyone who I talk to. So I think the first thing um, is, and this is interesting because I don't know how many of you actually own businesses currently or how many of you are like aspirational business owners. So I think, and I think if you read a lot of business magazines um, and you pay attention to the business to the business world and stock markets and all of that stuff, uh, there is probably going to be a recession. I think that is a fact, not necessarily a prediction. Um, and I think that's really interesting because I think in recessions, a lot of really amazing things happen for entrepreneurs. So Steve Jobs is probably the most famous example. He started Apple during a recession. And I personally am an example. I started Unique Markets in 2008 during the economic crisis. So for all of you who are listening who do not currently own a business, I think the next decade is exciting because I think the hustlers and the people who are born with an attitude of uh, being scrappy and and being able to create their own like path, all of you are going to do great. You, you may not know what you're going to do currently. You may be sitting in the car, on your way to a big corporate job, that's fine. I did that. Everyone's been there and done that. So you may not know, but you should know that in the next decade, I believe anyone who is scrappy is going to come out on top. That's just my personal feeling. I love that. I love that. Can I add to that? Astrologically? Let me add to that astrologically. Okay. So this new year, the start of the decade, also came with the planet... Uranus transiting through Taurus and what this tells us, and it'll be there, I think until 2026. So we've got a minute. I should double check that and we will lobby correction if we need to. Yes. Okay. But, um, it's going to be for many years and what Uranus and Taurus suggests is many things, but one is, uh, often major change in currency. So people, uh, financial astrologers, which I am not, have been predicting uh, economic crash right around 20, the early 20s for a long time. But there's also, what's interesting is the, the shift in terms of currencies in general, like cryptocurrencies, that kind of thing. Um, and so I think that it is wise, if you're going to be heavily invested, to have a really diversified portfolio at this time. I mean, I think that's good common sense in general, but in particular at this time. And to be, if you have an interest in alternative currencies, I would encourage you to you know educate yourself, see where that takes you, because I think that is something that we're going to see more and more in the next decade. And I also want to back up what you're saying. I also think the astrological uh, placements that have governed the shift into the 20s so weird to say the 20s. I feel like it's not flappers, it's something else. But um, is really about things being innovated in a way that is socially conscious, in a way that is um, reflective of either your immediate community and how you're serving it, or your global community, because we're living in an increasingly global place, mm-hmm. right? And um, 
the last thing I want to agree with you about <laughs> is um, for this moment um, is that, you know, I also at the start of the aughts was in just such a radically different place than I am now. And some of that has to do with the technology, which I couldn't have envisioned what would take off, what would be invented. And when you're struggling to figure out what your entrepreneurial goal is, whether you're at the beginning or you're in the middle or you're like going into the next thing, Mm -hmm. you want to hold space for what hasn't been invented yet by some weirdo in their basement or whatever, right? Because there's a way that technology is expanding quicker than we're used to. Um, And with that comes professional opportunities that we can't even conceive of yet. You know, Instagram is actually a really good example of that. Podcasting is a good example of that. And I think that, you know, as long as you're really being like scrappy to use your word and, and building up your expertise, then you can wait for the world to meet you where you're at. I think there's space for that. It's important not to rush things because I think when we rush things, especially at the beginning of a skill set, um, we can take risks that aren't necessary for our own success and our own happiness, which of course I care about happiness. So I'm throwing it in the mix. I, yes, I care about happiness too. Yes, well, <laughs> obviously no one could ever see one of the spaces you've created and be like, oh, this is a person who doesn't care about happiness because <laughs> this is just the picture of happiness. <laughs> Way too sweet. Way also too sweet. totally truthful. Okay, we. it's weird. We are literally on such the same, we have the same outlook about everything. We're twins, I think. Basically twins. So curly and straight. That's the only difference. Literally the only difference. Is it? Red lips and not red lips. Well, that seems changeable. Yeah. yeah. It's true. I guess. Yeah. I mean. Gold tooth and not gold tooth. I'm so aspirational. Oh my God. Okay. She also has literally the symbol of Venus on another tooth. Like such I mean, such a style icon. It's ridiculous. That you are too kind. Well, you know, Venus is not only the planet of beauty and of relationships, but also money. Just why? Hot tip. My 40th birthday, I was like, bitch is getting gold jewelry upon her tooth. And that is me. I am. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, last year, I decided to start wearing green. Yes. Never wore green before. But I was like, I'm going to start wearing green and I'm going to start thinking about money. Yes. You know? Yes, I do. I, in fact, uh, like to have a note in my wallet invoking money. And the way I do it is uh, money has a crush on me. Money wants to be near me. Me and money love each other. That's it. It's just like, it's just a cute little like, you know, it's a positive relationship. That's all. It's a nice relationship. Right. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. It's cute. I don't have that note in my wallet, but maybe I will copy. I feel like you you, you kind of like, this is your love note. (laughs) It's beautiful. I do have, and this is a tip. This is a hot takeaway for everyone listening. I changed my password on my phone. So that it is a word that I want to think about every single day. I love that. Obviously, I cannot reveal what that passcode is. Can't do it. <laughs> but you and I have talked about it today already, and it's four letters. So I feel like you've just given the world too much information. Can you trust the world with this much information? I don't know. 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 Now that we know a couple of the things that I think are going to happen, I was going to focus in and give this piece of advice, which is that I think healthcare mm. in America specifically. So I'm sorry for the international listeners, which there are many of actually. And I love hearing from you guys, by the way. So healthcare to me, I'm super interested in industries that are going to, like you said, just a few minutes ago, have more of like a 
either a global perspective or I think be in tune with helping people as, instead of having like giant corporate shareholder interests. Yes, yes. Companies, big companies, I think are going to be able to grow and, you know, make money for their shareholders, but also do good and innovate in the world. So I think healthcare is one of those industries. Mm -hmm. So I think that if you're listening and you work in healthcare or you are a genius and are constantly thinking about like new apps or new ways to deliver things or new ways to innovate in that industry, you could potentially make a lot of money Mm -hmm. in the next decade, I think. I also think that anyone who has an amazing idea on how to help Mother Earth will not only help Mother Earth, but I think they will make a killing Mm -hmm. in cash, honestly. Mm -hmm. like So in Toronto, this is just a random example, but I think it was over 15, close to 20 years ago, I lived in Toronto, and they implemented a new rule for trash pickup, which was when they did it, a bunch of people complained and there were all these editorials and news shows about it. So trash normally gets picked up on average once a week. Mm-hmm. You get your trash picked up once a week. So Toronto implemented this new system. Trash would only be picked up every other week, but recycling and composting oh. would be picked up every week. Because through studies, and this is totally true, everyone should start Googling this stuff because it's super important. Through studies... I think it's been proven that 90% of what people think is so-called trash can actually either be recycled or can be composted. It's like when you're cooking, you cut off the end of the celery and you throw totally. it in the... So, and it was great. Like instantly overnight, everyone, all the complainers stopped complaining about it because it created a new revenue system for the city. Mm-hmm. So they were composting and then selling the compost. That's amazing. Which is amazing, recycling. And so it's so interesting to me, but America is so behind. Yeah. That was almost 20 years ago that they implemented that. So like, yeah. what, so I guess my point is, and I remember reading a story years ago about some guy who had like worms that were like eating through trash or like it was some weird thing like that. And he's made a killing because he's created this, you know, he's creating... Wait, a product or like worms to eat through trash that wouldn't biodegrade? Something, right? Then this is where it's like I should have done my research before recording this, but you guys understand who I am and what we're talking about here. (laughs) (laughs) But so isn't that amazing? Like if you have an idea where you're like, wait a minute, like you love birds and you're like, I think that birds could do this, or here's a different way that we could like why are why aren't we using solar energy to power cars? Like I just think that like anyone who starts a business that either creates eco-friendly products or has a positive impact on the earth. Mm will do really well. I agree completely. I think there's no other way for us to go, ultimately. And it will take really innovative thinkers, but also very organized entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. And I think that this is where, you know, a lot of times the people that I consult with, when they come in and they've got great ideas about how to like help the planet or help other humans, they struggle more with the entrepreneurial part, the organizational part. And it's not... A given that, you know, the smartest person knows how to communicate their intelligence or the most creative person knows how to leverage that financially. And I think, you know, this is where the spirit of collaboration comes through and you don't have to do it alone, which is something you and I talk about a lot. Um, 
figuring out who to consult with, who to trust, and how to let go of control Mm -hmm. is a really difficult thing for somebody who's like, I know what I want to see in the world. And it's a really valuable tool. And it does fit in with the astrology of 2020 and beyond because there's this greater push towards community as our natural resources become more scarce and more problematic and things are a bit uncertain. And so the more that we talk to each other and actually support each other with this stuff, I think the more effective we'll be. And also it's easier to innovate things because we need to innovate really just um, radically different products and resources at this stage, right? And I wish I had skills for that. That's not where my skills lie, but... Me neither. Yeah. But we're very good at helping others. Yeah, and cheerleading, <laughs> them on, hopefully. Right? That was me with pom-poms. Nobody could see it, but yeah. But I saw it. You saw it. That's it was, what matters. It was good. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so those are just my two overall giant, overarching kind of thoughts, is that healthcare is going to be super important to us, and so is saving Earth, mm. saving Mother Earth. Science is <laughs> science. I mean, yeah. it's, you know, I sit here as an astrologer, very pro-science, huge fan of science. And I am a big believer in when it comes to things that are trackable with existing science to rely on that. And I think, um, I think it's really hard because we have to divest from, from products and companies that really aren't doing right by the environment. And it's a way of investing in our future, whether it's ourselves, our planet, our children. I think it's really important that we think in this way because because the future is is kind of all of ours to shepherd, you know? And I know this is not real business talk, but it's my talk is what I, it's mm-hmm. what I say. So yeah, um, it, it is complicated. And, I, and I, I really hope that your kind of outlook is the right one, that people not only are passionate about the need for medical and, you know, and, and kind of environmental inventions, but that they actually can make money at it too. Because in a capitalist system, everyone needs to get paid for their efforts. Yeah. Well, and with that said, super excited to have you here because I don't have your expertise. 99.9% of the world does not have your expertise. So my number one question is, what advice can you give to business owners for 2020 and beyond? Ooh, okay. So because we still have Neptune in Pisces, Um, What this indicates is actually interesting because it it is good for pharmaceuticals, no matter what you feel or think about pharmaceutical industries, Um, um, but also anything to do with glamour and aesthetics. So that is still a kind of a strong industry, I would say, or like strong worlds to be existing within. Um, I think as we were talking about earlier, if it isn't kind of in some way acknowledging or referencing the changing needs of our environment and our resources, then it's not real sustainable. Because we have um, this Saturn-Pluto conjunction in Capricorn happening on the 12th that will impact us for many years to come, and we have the impending Pluto return of the United States in 2021, um, which I won't unpack too thoroughly, but because of these two things, um, I think it's really important for me to name that it's the kind of like the big picture implication is that this is a time of consequences. And so if what you're doing professionally is outside of your values and your morals, then you're not really gonna like what happens. Make sure that the choices you're making don't aren't basically compromises that compromise you. 
We all need to compromise. But if you're compromising in a way that compromises you, this is a bad time for it. And so you might need to make subtle adjustments. You might need to make major adjustments. They are well worth making. Um, The one other thing I would say is around your money. I said it before, diversify investments. Um, I think this is a great time for taking risks but not risks where you can't afford to lose. And I think in general that can be true, but in particular now, because of all the Saturn Capricorn stuff, it's like everyone's on their survival mechanisms. And the good news of that is we're able to refine and improve our survival mechanisms when we're focused on them. And the bad news with business and money is no one wants to be in their survival mechanisms around money. I mean, that's like the worst vibe to be on. And so it's wise to make sure you have a little something to fall back on, for no other reason than psychologically. And I think it's important when taking financial risks or professional risks to consider what can your psyche hold in a healthy way? Because when we start to kind of act manically or out of like a depressiveness, it curtails our effectiveness. So having a more holistic consideration of how you're approaching your goals, maybe being a little more patient is gonna be really well starred as it were in 2020. And now a commercial break from your friend, Sonia Rasula. Hello again, everybody. Guess what? I am on Patreon.com. So you can subscribe to my channel to get more advice, downloadable worksheets and templates for your business, personalized videos from me directly to you, and warning, they may contain terrible dance moves. So if you want help improving your business and you just want to laugh a little, make sure to subscribe at patreon.com slash Sonia Rasula. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Sonia Rasula. And remember, my name is spelled S-O-N-J-A-R-A-S-U-L-A. So one of my goals is to help all the listeners be inspired and invigorated and ready to take on not just the new year, but like I said before, a whole new decade. Mm. And like, honestly, I was like asleep at the wheel last year. I didn't even realize that there was a new decade coming. And then all these like lists of like what had happened in the roaring twenties were coming back again. I was just like, wait, what's happening? I, it took me by <laughs> surprise too. If it weren't for Instagram, I would not have noticed it was a new decade. Right? Instagram. Yeah. That's yeah. it. I was just like, wait a minute, it's a new decade. And I'm a goddamn astrologer. Like my <laughs> whole job is time. But yeah, I was, I, I think, I think it's like probably less that you were asleep at the wheel and more that you were so focused on driving that you didn't get out the car to be like, oh, I'm joie. Look around. That is very, that's very true. Because everyone who's listening to this, who is a small business owner, you guys know we're doing, you know, we're we're holding 800 buckets at all times and trying not to spill any water. So yeah, I guess I was just doing things. Doing things. Really busy. Busy. Really busy doing things. Okay, well, now it's here. It's 2020. Mm-hmm. Yes. And we all need to figure out what the fuck we're doing. Yeah. And so, personally, I think there are three things that you all need to think about. One, what is it that you want to accomplish in this next 10 years? Two, how are you going to get there? And this isn't specifically just talking about business goals. You know, it's not just about, 
I want to own a business or I want to get to a million dollars revenue. I want to, in the next five years, triple the amount of revenue that we're making. You should be doing those things for your business already. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, snap moment right there. You should already be doing that. So if you're not, get your shit together and do those things. But I'm talking big picture, like 10 years, like is this business that you are running currently what you are still going to be doing? If you want to have kids, oh, you need to plan that. You, when, are you, when are you doing that? Mm-hmm. So it's big picture thinking. It's not small conversations, small thinking anymore. It's like 2020, let's take this shit seriously. We're all adults now. So what are you doing to reach those goals? And number three, and this one is a hard one and it's a tough one, Who are you surrounding yourself with to not just reach your goals, but to have a happy life? Yes. Yes. To inspire you, to hold you up when you're down and to clap when you're up. Mm -hmm. You need friends that can be there for you. Colleagues, collaborators, conspirators, work wives, whatever it is to help you remember how far you've come and help you help you to like, you know, weather storms. I think that's such important advice. And if I could just piggyback on something you said, some people can't think 10 years in advance because their brains don't work that way. And I think your advice is perfect. So what I would add to that is if you don't know how to think 10 years in advance, think in two year increments Mm. because, but build up to 10 years because that way you'll get there, but it's maybe easier for your brain to wrap around. I personally do the best when I'm planning and I go like 10 years from now, five years from now, and then I dial it back to make sure that my actions today reflect that goal. And that's what you're telling mm-hmm. people to do. Eh? I think it's the right way of approaching things. So those are some of the three things that I want everyone to think about. And then I'm going to turn it back over to you, Jessica, because I want to know not advice for business owners, but in general, what are some thoughts you have with the, the foresight and the vision that you're able to connect with and download? What are some things that we should all just be thinking about? Mm. I mean, I think you touched on it when you brought up the climate crisis. Um, I, think, uh, I think that there, the, the, what's happening with the climate is directly impacting people globally, which means it's impacting um, the need for people to flee places, which is impacting the places they flee to, um, which is a humanitarian crisis, right? And I think that what, what we have now is kind of a complicated period because all this Pluto, Saturn stuff I've been mentioning, it harkens um, kind of a reckoning for capitalism. And what the reason why I'm naming these two things together is because capitalism has a meaningful role to play in the extraction of natural resources disproportionate to the Earth's ability to roll with that. And so when we think about how to thrive personally and certainly as entrepreneurs or business owners, there needs to be a greater uh, consideration of the earth's changes and the crises that that creates all over the world. And right now it's mainly in very hot places, but that is, you know, it's all a ticking time bomb. I don't know if you've like read about or watched documentaries about, you know, the ice caps. I mean, things are changing, um, 
meaningfully and it's already impacting us pretty much everywhere. Mm -hmm. And I think that we have, um, we have an opportunity as entrepreneurs to re-envision how we relate to capitalism and how we relate to our resources. And anyone who can invest in the stock market is building society because you're, you're not only building your individual wealth, but you're investing in other companies, corporations, whatever. And so if you're invested in bonds, know what you're putting your money into, know what you're supporting and be really intentional about it. Because when our finances reflect our integrity, then we can have a kind of greater peace. And that gives us more space to be creative and awesome and to have more kind of balanced, engaging lives. So I think it's not about being perfect, but it's about making some changes. And I think it's about having that broad-minded view so that if you are building a business, it's sustainable for what is inevitably coming, Mm -hmm. um, which is simply major change. And I mean, a lot of it's TBD, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, while you were talking, it just made me think about someone, a business owner, a designer who I really admire, um, Mara Hoffman. Oh, so yes. Mara, who for listeners out there, Google Mara Hoffman. She's a, she's a designer in New York. I know her. She's a lovely human being. And she became very famous. Her line became very famous, I'd say about seven to eight years ago. She did all these fantastic, really bright, almost psychedelic repeating patterns and prints. And she definitely was a trendsetter in the swimwear world for sure. Um, And she was doing really, really well because she like overnight, everyone wanted to have stuff that looked like her patterns and her colors and, and, um, it's super interesting when you be, when you reach that level as a business owner, because she reached that level and then realized the impact Mm -hmm. that her fashion company was having on the world, AKA China and India, where at the time, a lot of her stuff was made, the dyes that it takes to achieve the colors of the fabrics, the conditions of the factories where things were being made and manufactured. And she decided to take like a full look at the business and completely redo, which is crazy Mm -hmm. to a lot of people. But so if you're listening, hopefully this, her story will inspire you. And I really encourage you to Google her story and what she did. So she started small and slow with realizing the impact of all the packaging because in an online direct-to-consumer world, Mm -hmm. you are selling clothes, items, and shipping everything out. Mm -hmm. So the plastic, the bubble wrap, everything that was used to ship products out, she switched. So it's all now compostable like um, materials which is super and, interesting. And none, and her business did not suffer at all for these changes, did it? Well, yes, but no. So it okay. did, right? It's all yeah, perspective. It so all perspective, she right. was she was mass manufacturing millions and millions of items, definitely multi-million dollar business. So what she decided to do was a start small. So she started with those little things like realizing that um, so if you're in the fashion industry, you know what I'm talking about in that when you have things made in factories, every single item, so if you make t-shirts, every single t-shirt arrives to you in an individual plastic bag. 
Right. This is how the industry is. It's been like this forever. It's who knows if it's going to change. It needs to change, but it comes to you in an individual plastic bag. So A, she started controlling those things. So like no longer needing everything to be individually put in plastic bags. And then the bags and things that she was using, they found eco compostable options. Are those things more expensive? Yes. So does she charge more for her items and her clothing? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. As she should. But so that was the first step. Second step, completely stopping to make the types of clothing, which is a full business redo. So instead of making these mass manufactured items with spandex and lycra, which apparently are very bad for the environment, she started only using fabrics that were eco-friendly. That's amazing. With dyes that are eco-friendly. So if you really think about that, she went from selling millions with one type of product and one type of customer at a price point that was a certain customer and then said, no, my impact as a business owner on the earth is so important and it hasn't been good. So switch to creating beautiful items that are not mass manufactured as much. So less, but also more expensive. Yeah. And she was okay with that. So it's a whole new customer because the customer that's going to buy this like really bright, fun, you know, Mm -hmm. fun pattern, neon color, geometric bikini is a very different customer who's going to buy a plain, off-white, quilted vest. I am both it's, of those women BT's abs. I well, am both of that's them, the but weird I'm, thing. I'm a weirdo. Right. Yeah. Well, so am I. Yeah, I know you are. Yeah, we're know we're you weirdos. Are. Yeah. But isn't that crazy? It's so inspiring. I mean, it's so inspiring mm-hmm. because like that's she's a woman who decided to do that for her business. Mm. It's important to her. She yeah. has a son. Like she is looking at the future generations, not just the like all about me and in the current moment. So I think for any business owner out there, it doesn't matter whether you sell jewelry or chapstick or clothing, whatever it is that you make, if you make products and sell them, you need to start thinking not only about how you're making those products and what goes into them, Mm -hmm. but also how you're packaging them and how you're shipping them. Because I do believe more and more people are going to be very conscious of that and they're going to want to support companies, and that needs to be part of your story, and you need to tell it. I completely agree. And, you know, I hearing that about Mara Hoffman, because, of course, I know her work, but I did not know that story, makes me instantly more want to buying, wanting to buy her clothes. Right? Absolutely. And, you know, I think that this is, it really just speaks to, I think a lot of times women are the innovators, of these kinds of things. And it doesn't, it's not like men aren't also innovators. I don't mean to you know, say that, but I just think if you feel inspired and it hasn't been done that way before, try it, mm-hmm. figure out why it hasn't been done. Is there a good reason? Or is it just because you're saving some money? If you can't start off because, you know, with something like clothes production, it's, it is very expensive. If you can't start off that way, what's, what's the amount of money you need to be making? What's the number you need to hit so that you can start to make that transition? Have a plan. Again, don't make compromises that compromise you so you can sleep at night, you mm-hmm. know? And, and it's really important as we age to really feel good about what we've done with our lives. Yeah. Well, so another weird example that I'm going to tell you, are you a Rent the Runway person? You know what? (laughs) I've learned about Rent the Runway from you. And I just can't, I can't tell what's going to fit me. So I never buy it, but I I get Uh, emails from them. Okay. So 
the SOS people have not ever heard me talk about <gasps> Rent the Runway, I don't think. So really? you guys, we're about, I'm about to blow your mind right now. So one, I am a monthly subscriber to Rent the Runway because it dawned on me that I don't need to consume individual. I don't need to constantly consume and buy because it creates more waste in the world, in the fashion world specifically. So I love this unlimited membership that I have. And by the way, this is so not sponsored. I'm just a it's geek. It's not sponsored at I all. Yeah. fucking love this unlimited membership that I got introduced to by someone else. I can't remember who by Rent the Runway, Runway because so instead of buying like a new winter coat or you know, the dress that I'd love to wear, I just rent it. You just borrow it, essentially. Borrow it. And I think that is genius. And women all around the country and I are sharing the same clothing. And I think that is, A, really, really smart from a financial perspective because I'm not buying more stuff. Um, It's more economical for me. But from an eco perspective... It's better. The the clothes are not being manufactured and people are just consuming stuff that they're going to throw out or give away or donate Mm -hmm. a year or two later. If you're talking about trendy stuff, which a lot of, you know, women in big cities... That's that's what's happening. Yeah. And if you have a a job where you're presenting yourself and you're presenting your business, you have to show up in a certain way. And that might not be clothes you want to own, actually. You might not be identified with those clothes. That's cool. I like this idea a lot. Yes. It is intimidating from a user. Like, you have to really know what kind of clothes work on your body. And that Mm. there's a lot of options. That's true. Okay, now this is going to sound even weirder because I'm about to go into, like, a full advertisement. I, I could be, I mean, so... The thing that I love about them is that on the app, one of the best features is that it's all user-generated. So you see their models wearing the clothing, Mm -hmm. but then you swipe and you see all of these real women wearing, I mean, literally taking photos in their bathroom with like their kids in the background. I mean, these are like real photos and they, you see their body type. All this information. So it's like, I always look at the people who are also around five foot four, five foot five. Because that's a fear, right? Of being like, okay, great. It looks great on the freaking skinny model, but like, I don't have a body like that. Exactly. That that's the genius okay, of sold. Rent the Runway you, you, you app. Re, you I mean, I analyze the women's bodies, and they say like, if you've got big hips, this is not for you, or if this is. And so I'm like, okay, right. great. I appreciate that. I'm anyway, the the funny, oddly enough, if you are still listening and you've made it this far, first of all, <laughs> thank, you. thank you. But the second thing is, I brought them up because they have also done something that is, in my mind, revolutionary, mm-hmm. which is when I receive my clothing, it's not in a cardboard box. It is in these reusable navy blue fabric envelopes that they had manufactured. So Donnie you shove that. Do you know that brand? Do they? Danny? No. Oh, that's actually this shirt. Yeah, they use a. It's a navy blue. It looks like an envelope. Yes, and you but, unzip it. Yeah. Yes. That's so cool. Isn't that cool? I guess it's a new thing. And then you just put. There's this little rubber see-through pouch mm-hmm. on the front where you put the mailing label. That's, That's so it. Cool. And it's genius. It's so, so, so cool. they're, so, you know, interestingly enough, another female owned company. Gotta unsurprising. say. It's unsurprising. I mean, I feel like <laughs> this is the thing back to this Uranus and Taurus thing I mentioned. Um, the last time Uranus was in Taurus was World War II. 
not to make you feel optimistic. But something that came out of that was women in the workforce, women having a resurgence in economic power because men went off to war in the United States. Um, and what happened? Women got more financial independence. They got more roles in the economy. Um, and we are seeing a different version of the same thing now. Women um, taking up more space in economics um, as entrepreneurs and finding new ways of doing business. Now we have more power, we have more rights now. And, you know, we have to, of course, I think, struggle to maintain and expand them. But that is actually part of what's happening astrologically. Women innovating new ways of relating to our natural resources and our finances, our resources. I love that. I mean, me too. I love it. I had no idea. Yeah, I know. It's, it's the fun thing about astrology is it's so expansive. It really is. And I have some astrologers friends who are scholars, some who are writers, some people like me who are counselors. There's so many ways to practice. And the most boring of them all are financial astrologers because there are like people who do like all they do is market predictions. Um, they're very boring. So definitely sorry. not you. No, no, uh-uh. no, I can't, <laughs> I can't predict. I can't do like financial trending, but it exists and people love it. So yeah, this has been so interesting and eye opening because you know, what's also interesting is that the stuff that you talk about, like for you, you know, you're like, oh yeah, the last time that that happened was in World War II. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. So that to me mm-hmm. is like blowing my mind right now. Yeah. So something that happened with the universe has not happened for decades and decades. Yeah. So we're not talking about like, oh, what's your yearly forecast? You no. know, no. Astrology. So when you get into real astrology, what it allows you to do is see Every time the planets Saturn and Pluto meet each other, what happens in history? Every time uh, the planet Uranus is in Taurus, because the last time it happened was in the 1940s, it takes a long time to go all the way around the zodiacal signs, what happens in history? And you can see over the course of time, these themes that play out. And the themes play out in such a way that, um, you know, technology, human rights, natural resources changes the, the story, but the underlying themes of the story are pretty much identical because it's history repeating itself. Right. It is. It's humans learning how to live in the various ways we do. Maybe I'm putting that gently. Maybe I'm putting it harshly. I don't know. But um, it's really when you start looking at the historical context with astrology, um, it's really powerful honestly. And that, that can make you feel overwhelmed and frightened, or it can make you feel empowered. Um, Ronald Reagan used to have an astrologer famously. And I say famously, it's like a known fact that wasn't advertised, but astrologers famously know it. Yeah. He, he made his decisions through his astrologer. He was all about it. I love that. I know. And historically, like back in the day, kings and queens all had astrologers because it's the art of timing. Yeah. And so a big thing that I do in my private practice is I meet with business owners and I consult with them based on timing because business is so much about timing. So it is, it's a, it's a thing that people don't really think about with astrology. And then when they figure it out, they're like, Hey, oh, give me more. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I can, I can freak you out with more history later. Oh my God. Yeah. Or not freak me out. Or not <laughs> tell you anything. <laughs> this has been a 2020 prediction and trends episode. Yes. I mean, yeah. Also just like common sense, uh, for your life, making choices that you can grow into episode. Yes. Yeah. Like 
be successful and yes. happy in life. Yes. Listen to our advice. Yes. Listen to yourself. Yes. And let's let's do this. Let's do this. Let's freaking do it. <laughs> Insert music Insert now. Insert music now. <laughs> Today's top takeaways are number one, you need to be intentional with your time. So no f- around. Number two, as per Jessica's insight, most likely in the next decade, an economic crash or giant recession is coming. So you could see that as good or bad. Um, I'm going to see it as both. And there's two pieces of advice within this. Number one, diversify your investments, whatever you have. And number two, if you own a business, businesses really need to reflect massive innovation and they need to reflect and kind of revolve around sustainability, especially when it comes to resources and the earth and being a socially conscious company. So those are two very important things in times of a recession. And the last takeaway is now is the time to think big, capital B-I mother G, y'all. So you need to plan, you need to be intentional, and you need to surround yourself with others who do the same. We don't need naysayers. We don't need negative thinking people in our life. We need like positive people who are on the same train of thought. So just think about that. It's time to think big. It's the 20s. Let's go big or go home. And anyone in your life who thinks small or wants to have those small conversations, like how many followers do you have? Nope. Out. New year, new friends. Okay, that's it for this special bonus episode. Thank you so much for listening to SOS with Sonia Rasula. And remember, tell your friends, spread the word far and wide. And if you have not given us a review or a five-star rating yet, please do. It really helps us push up in the world of podcast politics. Boom. Okay. Happy 2020, 2020. everybody. everybody.